Welcome to Startup to Scale, a podcast by Food Bevy. I'm your host, Jordan Buckner. Join me as I talk to aspiring entrepreneurs, seasoned industry experts, and everyone in between as we unlock the keys to growing from startup to scale. Everyone, Jordan here with the Startup to Scale podcast. And today I have the pleasure of talking to Miguel, who is the founder of Somos Foods. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jordan. It's great to be here. And uh, thank you for providing an opportunity to tell our Somos story. So there's a lot here to tell, but for those who aren't familiar, I would love for you just to give a quick 30-second overview of the brand and the products. Yeah, of course. So Somos is food from the heart of Mexico. So we're a brand of Mexican food. And uh, our point of difference is our products are authentic, convenient, and better for you. And uh, right now we have a line of rices, beans, salsas, chips, and veggies. Everything comes on uh, ready-to-hit pouches. That's amazing. And you are um, just in your, your, you know, your second year of business, I think, after launching. Is that right? Yeah, we are on week uh, 57 or 58 <laughs> when we incorporated the business. We started in March of last year and we, had our, we started our beta in September of last year and we fully launched on digital direct-to-consumer in January and we had our first ship in February of this year to Kroger and Sprouts where we're first two customers. That's amazing. And congratulations on the growth in that time. So, you know, a lot of brands that we talk to launch with one or maybe two products when they go to market, but you have a full assortment. Tell me about the decision behind why to do that. Yeah, no, that is, that is a great question. So I think everything that we do starts with the consumer. What we are, you know, what we saw Mexican food, during the pandemic surpassed Italian food as the number one ethnic food in the US. However, over 80% of all Mexican food comes from a restaurant and it's not cooked at home, which is significantly lower or less penetrated than all of the main international cuisines. So a lot of it was creating these kits that we sell on a direct-to-consumer, which have everything that you need to do a taco night, a tostada meal, chilaquiles, which is a Mexican breakfast, or nachos. And in order to do a complete meal, we needed to have, you know, obviously the main course, but also the sides and the salsas. So we created all these different recipes uh, to, to create the kits. And to our surprise, it, they were all uh, very much accepted with our retail partners. So that, that was a big surprise to us. So of the 26 different SKUs that we used to make our 16 kits, of them, uh, we had customers that were asking uh, to partner with us to put them on the shelves. So that's how we ended up with that uh, larger assortment than we anticipate. 
So what is that like from a operational side to have so many different products? Are you able to kind of centralize those operations? Uh, was it pretty easy or are you facing challenges with supply chain issues? Yeah, actually, you know, something that was a big challenge for us at the beginning turned out to be a huge opportunity. So part, so Somos means we are, and our objective is really to bring together cultures. You know, Mexican food, as, as we talked about, is incredibly popular in the U.S. And what we want to do is, you know, bring a little bit of Mexican culture along with the food. So in order to achieve that, we wanted our products to be grown in Mexico, cooked in Mexico, and based of authentic Mexican recipes. So to create a gluten-free, non-GMO, and plant-based supply chain in Mexico took a lot at the beginning because that is just something that doesn't exist in Mexico. So for example, rice is naturally gluten-free, but it a lot of time gets cross-contaminated from the farm into our manufacturing partners. So we had to create all of that, but because it was done from scratch, we are the only one in most cases, and in some cases, one of the few people to be utilizing that supply chain. So that has really come and benefit us now that there are you know, issues with supply chain. We basically have this supply chain just for us and, and being in Mexico is incredibly flexible. For example, Mexico is not facing a lot of the labor constraints that we are having in the US. Uh, you know, to ship a product from Mexico to the United States is, you know, much faster than in a container from overseas. We don't have shortage of trucks or drivers, but also it's a great place to buy tomatillos, jalapenos, onions, uh, garlic, basically all the ingredients that go into our recipe. So something that was a challenge has, has really benefited us uh, right now. I love that you are really investing in the people and the community within Mexico and not just, um, you know, buying a, a finished product, but you're investing in the, the facilities, the transportation, everything that it takes to get the product there. And so you're able to have a much larger in, in impact on people. Yeah, you know, so again, our mission, you know, is to bring the best of Mexico to the world, right? And every time that we go back to our mission, not only on the manufacturing, but also, for example, on the production of assets uh, for digital. You know, I think uh, it could be easy to take a shortcut and, you know, shoot food, you know, here, you know, locally in Texas or in New York or in California. But for some reason, every time that we do this, in Mexico, which what makes it a little bit more complex, just the quality and, and the willingness of our partners to want to tell the story, it just comes from a very beautiful place of authenticity. And we are realizing we're a young company, but that the more that we do it and the more that we invest to your point on these local partners, the better the results that we have. I love that. So with Somos, you co-founded it with Daniel Lebetsky and previously worked at Kind Yourself. 
Uh, tell me about what that experience is like and why you decided to kind of launch this brand and partner with Daniel to do it. Yeah, so, you know, Daniel and I met 15 years ago. We were, uh, you know, one of the few Mexicans working in the CPG industry. I was at the time working at Danone and, and he was starting Kind. I think when I met him, Kind was roughly doing $20 million of annual sales. So it was a startup. And uh, through the course of the last 15 years, we really lean in on each other. You know, at, at some point uh, he was asking me a lot of questions you know, about, about the food industry, being that I was working in big food, uh, very quickly kind outgrew the brands that I was working on. So I was the one calling him for advice. And, you know, after many years of friendship and, and kind of like, uh, you know, helping each other out, we decided to work together. So we realized that the two of, of us work great together as well. We have a lot of fun. We learn from each other and uh, and also I was very blessed that he's probably the the greatest or one of the best founders in food so that has also been incredible and uh, and the idea of Somos came from that you know him and I and Rodrigo were third partner just living in New York City and seeing the change that food in restaurants has had in the last 10 years you know from Michelin star restaurants like Cosme to, you know, like Taqueria Numero Uno in Chelsea, all the way to food trucks. Mexican food just became cleaner, more authentic, basically closer to the food that we ate growing up. But we didn't see that change on the shelf. And, uh, and that's really, you know, the, the, the three of us that have had, this is the only thing we've ever done, you know, working food uh, at the shelves. Uh, we wanted to make that change happen and, uh, and because we couldn't find that, you know, building this company was really the only way to, to do it. So you've had a amazing and great career already from, uh, you know, as you mentioned, working at Danone, working for Diamond Foods, Kind, uh, and others in between there as well. Talk to me about that experience going from large CPG companies to now um, what you're doing with Somos and starting, you know, from the beginning. And, you know, you definitely have great partners, but it's still a startup and you have to build everything from the ground up. Yeah. So actually, you know, I moved to, to this country uh, for my graduate school. Uh, I went to, to Philadelphia to get my MBA, met my wife. My wife is American, she's from Michigan and, and decided to stay. My, my first job uh, was actually as an entrepreneur. I started a company from zero called uh, Select Product Group that did uh, packaging technology for food. Our biggest customers were uh, Subway, McDonald's, uh, Carlson Hardy's, et cetera. And we grew that company, me and three other partners from zero to $100 million in sales before we sold it to Georgia Pacific. It's now part of, of Georgia Pacific. A lot of learnings there, a lot of mistakes, a lot of opportunities that we also had. But at the end, you know, it was you know, very fulfilling personally, professionally, 
and, and financially. And after that, I, I realized that, you know, you know, my, I signed a non-compete for the, for the paper industry and packaging. So I went into Big Food. My first job was as an associate brand manager at PepsiCo in their Frito-Lay division. And, and it was a great thing for me. You know, at the beginning, I thought I was doing it while my non-compete expired. But what I realized was that I was learning so much, enjoying it, and working with really smart people that I couldn't think of be doing anything else. I, I honestly, talking to my wife, I would not believe that I was getting paid to do that because it was so much fun. And I think being an entrepreneur in big food served me really well because I was able to get all the learnings, but then I also was very comfortable making decisions without having all of the information. And, uh, and I have a lot to thank to, to Frito-Lay and to Danon for that. Then I had the opportunity to join Diamond Foods, which was a private equity deal. It was sponsored by Oak Tree Capital. It was a pipe, which for your listeners is when a private business invests in a public company. And, uh, and it was, you know, great. You know, we, you know, got in into that deal at, $300 million in value and exited at 2.1 billion. It was very successful, you know, especially driving brands like Kettle Chips and, and Pop Secret Popcorn. And, uh, and that, you know, I felt got me into the best of both worlds. You know, it still had the fast pace uh, that the deals have that you have as an entrepreneur while still be able to have the resources of, of big companies. And I think all of those experiences, plus working under Daniel and with the Kind team at Kind, you know, really set us up very nicely for Somos. So, so I, you know, it's hard because you only live one life. So, you know, I only have that perspective, but I, I really feel that I am doing now what I am meant to be doing because all of these experiences I can see how they are adding up, especially the first one, that this is not my first startup. And at least this time I'm making different mistakes that I, you know, not the same ones I did my first time around. That's an amazing experience. And I am a, you know, I was, I started as a entrepreneur pretty early in my career. I think my, my first job I worked for a year before I started my own company and made an incredible number of you know mistakes and learnings along the way in a similar vein, but realized at this point in my career that, you know, just having that experience and going through those challenges the first time and making those mistakes prepares you a lot better for starting a, another career as an entrepreneur later. And especially, as you mentioned, having that great, you know, learning experience from very successful large companies gives you the best of both worlds and able to translate the larger kind of ideas, but into like the everyday of a, of a startup. So that's incredible. No, I, I, I couldn't have said it better, better Jordan. I, uh, I think at the time, you know, it's, it's hard, the old adage to connect the dots moving forward. But now at this point, you know, I was probably very frustrated when I was doing those mistakes the first time around. And, and now I really count them as blessings. So tell me about the 
um, your journey of doing Somos now. What, what's been the biggest challenge that you've had to experience over the last year as you've been growing the brand? Yeah, so we talked about, you know, building a better for you supply chain in another country. So we touched a little bit on that, I think. The other, you know, big challenge that I didn't predict was the war for talent that we have, uh, you know, right now just finding people is, is very, very tough. And it's probably my biggest focus or the most important meetings that I am having this week uh, and every week, you know, is to continue to bring people that are both part of the culture, but also, you know, as an entrepreneur that complement the skill set and the background of the rest of the team. So, you know, on one side, I think, you know, one of the things that I love the most about Somos is uh, reconnecting with Daniel and with Rodrigo and, and building a small but mighty team. We've been able to bring some of the people that we have worked with before from different chapters in my career, from, from Kind, from Cholula, people that I truly trust and admire, not only as professional, but, but a human being. But, but right now, you know, we also want to complement and hire talent with different backgrounds, different experience, different points of views. And, and, and that is probably, you know, something that I didn't anticipate how important it was going to be and how important it was for me to, to spend, you know, more time doing it. And I think it's amazing that you built such an, a, a large network in the food industry and you've been able to see firsthand, you know, who, who can really, who has the skill set and who has the personality to match and align with, with the team and the vision. And it's definitely a challenge, but it's probably a little bit easier than having no, knowing no one in the industry or not knowing where to start. Um, so that's been, that's been great. And as you look over the next year, what are you and the team focused on in terms of your growth strategy? Yeah, so, you know, we've been very fortunate that uh, our products, you know, are delicious and they, you know, represent, you know, very good value and customers are giving us an opportunity to be in their shelves. You know, this is our first year and, uh, you know, between the stores that we are in and the commitments that we have, we are estimated on our first year will be in 7,000 stores across grocery and the natural channel. So our number one priority is trial. So on the business side is making sure that, you know, all these opportunities for distribution that we have received, that we are, you know, spending time and resources in getting consumers to try the products so they can, you know, repeat the purchase and we can continue to hit and exceed our velocity, you know, goals that we have. On the brand side, it's like we commented at the beginning, to be going back to this mission of the company of sharing the best of Mexico with the world, you know, uh, as, as a, you know, Mexican-American, you know, when I went to see the movie Coco to the movie theaters, I, I couldn't stop crying because I thought it was a great way of celebrating in a possible way, 
you know, all the great things about my culture. You know, it is very easy to make fun of stereotypes, but it is a lot more interesting and in a way harder to celebrate, you know, the positive sides of the culture. And we want uh, Somos to be that. And, and really, you know, we're in the first inning of, of or the early innings of that, of that game and just continue to work harder, learn, and do more of what works and, and less of what doesn't work for us. Well, and definitely know you and the team have been doing this for a while because the vision for the company is in mission is very clear and it's very easy to, to understand and, and get behind. I'm curious with your extensive experience in marketing over the years, how has marketing changed now in 2022 compared to um, maybe just even five years ago? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, one of the, in a lot of ways, marketing has changed a lot. So let me, let me give you an example. I think, you know, our estimation on digital channels based on the, you know, iOS and privacy changes has impacted significantly our investment on, on the digital channels, particularly, you know, on social and search, okay? In a lot of ways, what we are finding out is a lot of the magic sauce in kind was, you know, PR and sampling. And I see a lot of the companies that I admire, the founders that I admire in our industry going back a lot into PR activation and a lot into smart ways of doing sampling. So in a lot of ways, things, technology, you know, is changing even, you know, from last year or, or two years ago until now. In a lot of ways, you know, telling a message that resonates with your consumer and being able to pick it up organically and, and make it bigger and, and get the potential consumer through that hump of trying your product for the first time and having the product be delicious, it's still very much the same as it was when I started my career 20, 25 years ago. Yeah, I definitely hear that those storytelling basics are still there. The delivery methods might have changed a little bit, but the, the process is still, still the same. Um, you know, it's interesting because I remember in the early days of Kind, yeah, they were, <laughs> they were just handing out bars left and right. And it's very easy to hand out a, a sample of a, of a, you know, a nutrition bar. Have you found any unique ways of sampling your products or getting it into the, the hands and homes and mouths of your customers? It's, it's a little bit more challenging with like sauce or rice or beans, right? Yeah, uh, I think, you know, everywhere that I've worked, we've been able to find this marketing engine. You know, with, with Kettle, it was Kettle and craft beer and being able to be in music festivals and merchandise with craft beer. You know, like you mentioned with Kind, it was really this sampling, but the right sampling, you know, in store, at, you know, yoga studios, gyms, etc. With Cholula, it was actually food service. You know, I think like 50% of Cholula consumers tried Cholula for the first time because they tried it at a restaurant. Our hypothesis with Somos, and we're in the early innings, is that it's going to be this direct to consumer kits that we're going to be able to send this to consumer 
establish a relationship with them, create a music playlist with music from Mexico, include a little, you know, delightful gifts in each of the packages, you know, tell them about the culture of Mexico, about places that they can travel to, and hopefully they fall in love with our beans or our rices or our salsas, and then they go to, you know, any of our retailer partners and they buy them every week. That's that's really the way that we are approaching it. And, you know, I'm sure it's not going to be exactly the way that we think it is, but so far it seems to be doing the work. I love the idea of the, the taco kits or the, the meal kits because it allows everyone to sample lots of different products and for the consumer create just a really delicious meal at home. And so it kind of tackles two really big problems at once. And, you know, looking at the pricing for everything, you know, very affordable for people to, to give it a shot and make a, an event out of it. And I can just imagine, you know, the kitchen built with so many smells and having the, the bright packaging there, really just creating that, that sense of a family and cooking around the dinner table. Um, and I can just see it all come to life now up to um, get some for a, a, a night at my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would love to send some over your way. And our meals are made to be cooked in less than 10 minutes with minimum mess. We have this concept as part of Mexican culture called sobremesa, which is really the time after you eat that you're sitting with your friends and your family and you are talking and enjoying each other's company. So that's really what we wanna do. We wanna minimize the cooking and the cleaning time and create that environment with topics, with music, with interesting things about our culture. So you really make the most of enjoying each other. I love that. I remember getting a gift not a while back, but it was almost like a, um, a music box when you open the packaging where it started playing music. And I could just imagine something like that as part of a promotion for you. You have the food inside, you open the box, music starts playing, and you can have a mini fiesta in your house. But oh, I'm 100% going to give you credit on that one. <laughs> That's a wonderful idea. I love that. Miguel, thank you so much for being on today and sharing this Somos journey. Jordan, thank you for your support and uh, looking forward to getting your feedback on our products.